Welcome to Lead with Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Lead With Less. I'm Tash, your host, and today I'm talking about the second essential skill that all professionals need to thrive, which is the skill of building trusting relationships. Now, why is this important? That's what I'm going to share first. I'm going to dive into why building trusting relationships is such an essential skill that as a professional you need, especially if you want to be up-leveling in your career, and also how this essential skill actually affects every area of your life. I'm then going to talk about what happens when this is missing from the relationship dynamic and then some simple ways that you can start to cultivate trust and respect in all of the relationships that you have in your life. So why? Why is it so important to build trusting and respectful relationships? Well, number one, everything that you do in your life will always or generally always involve another person, which means that there is a relationship dynamic there. As soon as something involves another person, there is a relationship dynamic there and there is an element of that relationship that relies on the presence of trust and respect. And one of the things is that we don't spend enough time developing trust and respect in any relationship or at least every relationship. We talk about how this is so vital in our family dynamics, in our romantic relationship dynamics, maybe in the dynamic with our boss or potentially, you know, our immediate colleagues that work in our structured team or our clients, right? We always talk about that being a very important relationship. But This is actually critical and crucial in any relationship dynamic. If you are wanting to have some sense of cohesion, collaboration, outcomes, results, connection with another person, there is the requirement of trust and respect to be present. And one of the things that happens is is that we kind of get into relationship dynamics and we just let things unfold, right? Like, We join a team or we join a project or we join an organization and then we're going, okay, well, I'll just see how things go. I'll just jump in and I'm sure everyone's going to be really lovely. And then, you know, I'll, I'll see, see how I go. And this is where we start to kind of get into practices of mimicking, letting things slide, potentially not noticing red flags or 
the lack of something that's really important to us. And what we need to be thinking about is how are we intentionally building trust and respect in the relationships that we have? How are we cultivating trust and respect in every dynamic that we're a part of, whether it's a long-term relationship or whether it's a short-term relationship, whether it's just a one-week project with someone or whether it's a coffee with a potential client and they potentially don't become a client or they don't sign up, you know, how do we continue to develop or cultivate or hold trust and respect as part of any relationship dynamic that we're in? And this is the part that we really need to think of as an essential skill that we build because the more that you are wanting to elevate or expand in your career, which if you're an established professional, that is probably about five years plus, you're probably starting to look at moving into that senior business partner, people leadership, you know, type era of your career or stepping into those different pathways. This is where cultivating trust and respect in your relationship from an intentional standpoint is going to be really, really crucial for you because it is absolutely going to change the nature of how your relationships unfold and also how successful those relationships end up becoming, not only for the fruitfulness of the relationship connection between you and them, but also the results that end up coming from that collaboration within that relationship. And some of the other aspects of why establishing and cultivating trust and respect is really, really key. It's you're more willing to rely on people to deliver, right? You're more willing to trust that person that they're going to follow through on what they say. And that gets reciprocated back to you, right? The more that you act from a place of trust and respect, the more people are going to have that same of you, right? The more that they're going to rely on you to follow through on your word, be in integrity. And, you know, that's how we end up delivering a lot quicker. That's how we end up creating even better results because there's that foundation in place of, hey, I can see that you're acting from a place that develops trust. You know, I can see that. I can feel that from you. Like, I feel that I can really rely on you being that person. Another reason as well is because you're more willing to lean in and ask for support. Now, one of the biggest reasons people struggle to ask for support or potentially offer support is there is this vulnerability about, can I trust that you can hold or still respect me even though I need to ask you for help even though I might need to admit that I'm struggling even though I might need to admit that I'm overwhelmed or I'm, I'm I'm not quite coping as well as I would like to be right now can I trust that you will hold that for me and can I trust that you'll still respect me so when that trust and respect is just a fundamental part of how you have established that relationship with that person, you're more willing to ask for support and they're also more willing to offer that support as well. So this is one of the things like we live in a world right now where we're becoming increasingly siloed, isolated, you know, remote work, hybrid working, you know, and also just the pressure and the, the hardship of kind of just being a human right now, it becomes harder and harder to reach out for support, to seek support, to feel vulnerable in saying, hey, I need help. And when we actually spend time cultivating trust and respect in our relationship dynamics, 
particularly in the workplace, we can increase the level of support that gets asked for. We can increase the level of support that's given and we can decrease the amount of burnout, overwhelm and self-doubt that people are experiencing day to day which then has flow-on impacts in terms of their ability to be successful, their ability to deliver on results, and their ability to be sustainably happy and engaged in their role and in their life. And the other reason why it's so critical to develop the skill of building trust and respect in relationships is it creates safety to have courageous conversations. And courageous conversations are often the conversations where we need to deal with a problem or an issue. Whether that is, you know, something that's coming up in work or with the project or in processes or something like that, or whether this is a challenge or a problem in the dynamic you have with that person or, you know, a relationship obstacle or bump that you've hit in the road. Having an established sense of trust and respect with that person creates safety, which means that we're more able to deal with challenges quicker and also create really supportive and fruitful outcomes from those challenges. You know, I do a lot of training and workshops and development around feedback, giving and receiving feedback and having courageous conversations. And fundamentally, what comes up the most to why people don't do this, they don't do it enough, they don't do it soon enough, or they just avoid it, is they don't know if they can trust that person to hold the space while they have that conversation. They don't know how that person's going to react, which comes from a an element of lack of safety or, you know, kind of understanding, mutual understanding between that person. And thirdly, a lack of respect, right? When we truly, deeply and honestly and brutally respect someone, we are willing to have those hard conversations because we know that that is going to solve a lot of the problems that end up festering and becoming really, really, really big problems. So, this is why building trust and respect is so, so key. If you want to excel, no matter what level of your career you're at, if you want to excel or just have fruitful, nourishing, nurtured, healthy relationships in any realm, in any dynamic, in any area of your life, you need to know how to develop trust and respect. And you need to ensure that this is an active practice, an intentional active practice that you are doing in those relationship dynamics. This isn't something that we just hope happens when we connect with someone, which is unfortunately tends to be the default a lot of the time and kind of brings up hiccups and problems, but we need to be intentionally creating what this looks like. So I've just talked about why it's so important, why it's an essential skill to be able to build trust and, and respect. And I talked a little bit about, you know, the nuance there of what happens when it's missing. And I just really want to reiterate why this is so key, because when trust and respect is missing, we tend to fall into the trap of not addressing issues. We tend to fall into the trap of making assumptions. So we start assuming more than what we actually know the truth about. So when we lack trust and respect, we assume a lot. I mean, assuming is also just a very human tendency when we lack information or when we lack clarity of information, the brain needs to complete the picture. When we start getting anxious and worried, we start making up stories, we start assuming because there's gaps in the information. 
And what happens is, is that when we're lacking trust and respect, whether that's in an organizational, at a cultural level, like at the wider scope of an organization, or whether this is just with, you know, in a relationship with another person, when we are missing that trust and respect, we're less likely to go to that person and say, hey, I'm starting to make assumptions. I'm missing something. This is what I'm worried about. This is what's going on for me. I really want to talk about it. And I really want us, like, I really would love if you have clarity, if you can give that to me. When trust and respect is present, we're more able to do that, right? Like I mentioned before, we're more able to have courageous and curious conversations because we value that relationship so much that we don't want to do anything to potentially damage it we don't want to do anything to potentially derail it and often assumptions and lack of having those conversations is actually what does that a flow-on effect from lack of trust and respect as well is lack of engagement and satisfaction that people have in their team dynamic in terms of the work that they're doing in terms of the purpose or the connection they have to what they do when and I've seen this, I've seen this so much in my coaching work, like when people trust their leaders and they trust the team that they work around, they will go to the ends of the earth for them. They will do what they absolutely can to help them, their leader, their team, their projects succeed, you know, sometimes to the detriment of health and well-being. And I'll talk about that in that essential skill, but you know, they are so committed to the why. They're so committed to the purpose, the mission, the vision, because they trust and respect the people that surround them, because they trust and respect the person or the people that are leading them. And when that is missing, people become disengaged. They become dissatisfied. They become disillusioned to, what am I even doing? What is even the point here? Like, I don't really trust the people that I'm, that I'm here. So like, why would I go to bat for them? You know, why would I work? Why would I step up and, you know, help out here? Why would I do this thing? And this is why we want to make sure that no matter what level we're working at, no matter what we're doing, we are always intentionally focusing or intentionally prioritizing how much trust and respect are we developing as part of this dynamic. Now, one of the misconceptions when it comes to trust and respect before I jump into like how to develop it and how to cultivate trust and respect, one of the misconceptions that we need to kind of really talk to is this idea of entitlement. I've seen this happen far too much where people think that they're entitled to being trusted and to being respected, especially once they're kind of stepping up that career ladder, once they're getting the titles, once they're getting those years of experience under their belt. There's this underlining kind of expectation and entitlement to well, I should be trusted because I do this job or I should be respected because, you know, I've got these qualifications. No, trust and respect is not an entitlement that people just get. It's something that's shown. It's something that's practiced. It's something that in essence, it's earned, right? Like people trust people who follow through, who essentially in integrity, who follow their values, who, you know, don't say one thing and do another. Like when people see that people are acting from a place of trust and respect, they are far more willing to trust and respect. You know, when we start to come into the space of entitlement of like, well, you should trust me because I'm your boss. Like, well, no. Like, are you actively showing me that you are trustworthy? Like, are you actively showing me that you are someone that I can trust, that I can come and talk about something really difficult with and you will hold space for me, that that wouldn't jeopardize 
my standing or my reputation or whatever it might be. And as soon as we bring in the sense of entitlement, that is actually going to roadblock any kind of trust or respect developing. When we can be humble and say, I am not entitled to anyone's trust and respect. It's my job. It's my responsibility to act from a place of trustworthiness and respectfulness. That is such a beautiful place of leadership. It's such a beautiful place of humbleness and humanity where we, you know, in the last essential skill I talked about cultivating a solid and curious mindset and it brings in that curiosity piece. If we take out the entitlement of people should trust and respect me or I should be trusted and respected, we can start to become curious. We can start to go, okay, what does this look like? my team what does this look like for me what does this look like for each of my team members recognizing that each of them are unique and different and that's like where I want to come to in terms of how to actually cultivate trust and respect now I know that I've kind of really spoken really fast about this and I have to say that this is probably one of the fundamental pieces that I talk about in my one-to-one leadership coaching where A lot of leaders come to me because they're finding managing their team or leading their team quite challenging, or there might be a couple of people on the team where they're finding really difficult and they are struggling to kind of know how to navigate it or work through it or move through it. And one of the things that I always come back to is when was the last time you had a conversation around trust and respect with that person or with each of your team members? And 99% of the time they'll say, I've never had that conversation because again, there's the entitlement, right? And it may not be conscious, it may not be a conscious entitlement or expectation, but it's implied, right? However, when we don't talk about it or define it or agree to it, this is where difficult people, I'm putting that in quote marks because I'm going to talk about this in the next skill, you know, about my whole thinking around difficult people. This is what breeds this, right? This The, the lack of vulnerability, the lack of openness, the lack of curious conversations around trust and respect in any kind of relationship that we're in. So how to cultivate and build trust and respect. The first thing anybody needs to do, the first thing you need to do is define it. What does trust actually mean to you? You know, there is the dictionary definition of trust, is the Google definition. And then there's your definition. There is your definition about what it means to have trust, to feel trust, for trust to be present. What does that mean to you? What does trust look like to you? When you trust someone, what is present? What actions are they displaying? What behaviors are you seeing? what values or decisions or beliefs or responses like uh, statements what are all of those things that are present when you trust someone like get really clear about that when you think about trusting someone what is present when you think about respect like look at someone that you really really respect what is present what actions are they displaying what behaviors are they showing How do they speak? How do they respond to things? How do they deal with things? This is the number one problem that arises when I talk to people about the lack of trust and respect is people don't actually know what they're looking for. They don't actually know 
what they need to see in order for trust and respect to actually be present for them to fully determine whether someone is trustworthy or not. Because all of this is unique. It's subjective. Even though there is the universal definition of trust and respect, how you see it, how you see it displayed, what you look for could be completely different to what I'm looking for, to what I need in order to feel trusted and respected in a relationship dynamic. And this is why, one, you need to get clear about what that means for you. So some prompts could be, what are the clear actions that you see from the from someone you trust? What do you need in order, like, what do you need to be present in that relationship before you trust someone? Or what do you need in order to continue to trust them? What are the clear actions that you see from someone that you respect? Clear actions, behaviors, responses. And what do you need to be present before you can respect them? Or what is it that you need to be present for you to continue to respect them? Like get really crystal clear on what that looks like for you. And then have this conversation with your team, with your boss, with your partner, with your family members, with your friends, like your close friends, like anyone where trust and respect is a fundamental part of how you move forward. This can even, like, I would even challenge you to have this with each of your clients. Like, hey, we've got a big project coming up. You know, we're going to be working together for a period of time. I'd really love to understand, you know, what do you need present in order to trust me or my team or us as a team to trust that we can deliver this for you? What are the attributes that you see? What are the actions that you see? And the same with respect. And this can be really uncomfortable. And this is where courage is really key, like being courageous and going, you know, this, this makes me feel really uncomfortable. I don't know what they're going to say, you know, and there's that kind of self-criticism piece where it's like, am I even going to be able to live up to that? But here's the key point. You are 100% more likely to live up to expectations that you know and that you have agreed to. Where we fall short, where our expectations generally are not met, is because we actually don't know what they are, or they're unclear, or they're not communicated. Whereas being courageous and going, you know what, I'm going to intentionally create this in every relationship that means something to me, every relationship where it's going to impact my delivery or my reputation, that means that I am 100% more likely to live up to that. I am 100% more likely to be that trusting person, to be that respectful person, and to receive that in return. Because I know what they're looking for, I know what I'm looking for, and we've agreed to that. And this is what's key. Also, through that conversation, you get a really good understanding of that person. And in most cases, that person may never have even actually thought about this right? Unless they're actively doing this mindset work as well, they may not have actually thought about this for themselves. And it could be a really great learning opportunity if they are curious and if they're open-minded as well, that this is something that could be really beneficial for them too. Like, wow, I never actually thought about this as part of setting up a project team or as part of starting a relationship with someone, like to really get crystal clear about what each person looks for when they trust someone, what each person looks for when they respect someone. And so what this also does is that when there is a breakdown, when there is a mismatch of expectation or an unmet expectation, it is a thousand times easier to have a feedback conversation, to give feedback or to talk about it because that expectation was communicated and set at the beginning. 
there's something to draw on as part of that conversation. Another reason why people struggle to have courageous conversations is because the lack of expectation or the lack of the the goal or the lack of the KPI or the lack of the you know measure or whatever makes it almost impossible to try and go, hey, you're not meeting this thing. It's like, well, we never talked about that. I never agreed to meet that thing. And so that makes it really hard, right? And then we just don't have the conversation. Whereas if you front this with every relationship that means something to you that has an impact on your life, this is going to make all ongoing conversations, whether that's to give feedback or something that's not working, whether it's to tweak it, whether that's to change it, whether it's to reset the expectation, it's going to make it a thousand times easier because there is something to draw on. There's an agreement that's already been made. And this is always easier in a new dynamic or in a new team. Absolutely, right? Because you can start fresh and you can set the scene for like, this is how I do things. So if you are about to be promoted or about to go for a new job or taking on new responsibilities, this is the perfect time for you to start this as your intentional practice on building trusting relationships. If you're not, and you're currently in very established relationships, you know, with clients, with team members, with your manager, with your partner, your romantic partner, your family, it's going to feel a little bit trickier, right? It's not going to be as clear. However, it's still an opportunity to do it. You can say, hey, listen to this podcast. I think it's something that could be really beneficial for us. This is a conversation I'd like to have. Are you open to having that conversation with me? So again, being really curious, you know, explaining how this could be really beneficial and then opening up that conversation. There's an opportunity for this, whether it's new or established, it's just whether you are willing to step in and have that conversation. And I promise you, promise you, promise you that if you lean into this practice, if you do this and you are courageous, you will fundamentally shift your relationships to a whole nother level. You will be seen as so much more credible and trusted and respected as a relationship partner regardless of whatever the relationship is, because you are really willing to understand that other person with where they're at, with what they're looking for, with what they see, and you're willing to be in conversation with that. You know, and when I say willing to be in conversation with that is they might say something where you're like, oh, I feel like that, to me, that seems like a really high level expectation. And I don't know if that's really realistic. How about this, you know, and be in communication with that before the expectation is agreed. Like just because that's what they want doesn't mean that that's the only way to do it. But we have to be in conversation in order to to make it work for both people. So that's the starting point. And then to cultivate this over the long term is to continuously be in practice, continuously check in. You know, once you've set, once you've had the conversation, once you've agreed, have this as a standing point in your check-ins, you know, with your one-on-ones, with your client reviews, with your partnership check-ins, like, you know, Kyle and I try and check in, you know, as often as we can. And I definitely want to make this as part of our conversation as well. But have this as a standing check-in that this is something that you regularly check in with to make sure that you're both still on track to address any issues, to reset any expectations or to take out or add in anything that, you know, needs to be added in or taken out. So that's the starting point on how to cultivate trusting and respectful relationships. I promise you, <laughs> if you start practicing that, it's going to be a game changer for you. 
And if this is something that you want to develop and you want to really practically put it into place, have some coaching with me, have a group that's going through the same thing, that's leaning into that discomfort and putting into place this practice, then my program Confidently Thriving will be coming out in a few months. And if you're an established professional with five plus years of experience, wanting to take that next level in your career, wanting to really expand create more success while doing it from a place of stability, trust, no overwhelm, <laughs> being able to properly, you know, enjoy and embrace the experience, then this program is going to be for you. You know, you'll get coaching with me, you'll get a group dynamic, you'll get support and accountability around you, and you're, it's just going to help your career move to the next level. So if you want to know more about that, the waitlist is in the show notes below and I'll be sending out some information over the coming weeks before we kick off. But you're also more than welcome to email me, message me on LinkedIn or Instagram if you want to talk more about it already. Uh, I'm really, really excited about this and I'm excited to see professionals really skyrocket their career with these essential skills. Uh, also tune in for the rest of the series. So this is essential skill number two, essential skill number three, four and five are still coming. So number three is all about becoming a coach, you know, a coaching leader. Number four is all about becoming a strategic thinker. And then number five is all about emotional regulation and energy management, which is absolutely key as you skyrocket your career. So let me know what your thoughts are. I'm always interested in knowing what you've taken away, but I really hope that this episode has landed and resonated for you. And please let me know what you are putting into practice. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, Tash Peterson. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible.